This reading is from the 14th chapter of the Gospel of John. Jesus said, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. I've said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives, so do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I'm going away and I'm coming to you. If you love me, you would rejoice that I'm going to the Father because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. Here ends the reading. So every day for years, as the boys would leave for school or would go somewhere, I would say two things to them. One was, be a blessing, don't be depressing. The other one was, work hard and do good work. I think as parents, as communities, as a society, we, we seek to teach certain things, certain kinds of values. You can hear in the language that I use uh, some of the values that I think are important for a good life for my children. And so now I don't even have to say, like, all I have to say is be a, uh, and they, they, they're like, okay, whatever, Dad, we got it, right? You know, work hard, uh, you know, okay, Dad, I will. You know, they already know. It's, it's in them. They, they, they can hear it in their own head. They don't need me to even hardly speak the words. We've, we've sort of passed on this learning. Um, my dad always said this, though, do as I say, not as I do, Right? How many of you had, did any of your parents say that to you? Yeah, okay, do as I say, not as I do. Because we know as human beings that we often know what to do and we're, and we're good at talking about what to do, but we may not be as good about doing it even for ourselves or on our own. And so there's a sense that we, you know, as a church, we often, as a congregation, we often, uh, our leaders talk about how can we how can we help, uh, especially the children, but then also all the people in the congregation, you know, learn the, what we think are the values of being followers of Jesus? And what are those? What are those things? How, and can we agree on them? I mean, that's the other thing is, is, you know, we have so many different ideas about what's important and what's not. How do we, how do we begin to agree on them? And so we come to this John passage And I think it's really interesting. Jesus says, those who love me will keep my word. Well, what did he say? I think that's the question, right? What what is it that Jesus is saying to us as followers that we are supposed to be keeping? That that those things that Jesus said to us then, he says, for those people, we'll come and dwell with them. We're going to come and live with them. We're going, to, we're going to be with them, those who keep my word. And it feels a little bit of an if-then, and I don't, want to, I, don't want to, I don't want to 
push that point too much because I don't think our God is an if-then God. If you do this, then I will love you. It's, uh, it's really more of a God loves us, and so then we want to follow God's word. So it's a little bit inverse of if-then, but, but that's the way this is phrased. Those who love me will keep my word. So, so what are those words? What are some of the things that you, that, you might, that you might say, and you've heard me probably say some of these things a lot of times. So what would be some of the things that, that you believe Jesus says we're supposed to keep and do? Love your neighbor. What else? Serve others, right? Okay. I'm sorry? Micah 6 8, which is what? Okay, do justice, love mercy, walk humbly with your God, okay? But Jesus didn't say that, but that's in the Bible. Okay, so we know that he taught us to love God to love neighbor, to love self, to love our enemies. I talked about that, I think, was that last week I talked about that? I, I, I spoke on that, I think, hopefully somewhat clearly. But as I dug into this, I thought, well, what else did Jesus say that was a little more, I mean, you know, because love, I talked about that as more of a hard word, not just a soft word, and, and how does that play itself out? I mean, we can, you know, what does it mean to love my neighbor? What does it mean to love myself? What does it mean to love my enemies? What does it mean to love God? There are lots of, lots of ways that we can, we can have great discussions about that. And so I went to, I started thinking about this, and so I went to Matthew, Matthew chapter 25. And Matthew chapter 25 has a, a couple of sort of metaphorical stories in, in it. And then it, he has some very, some very much some, it's, it's, a, it's a metaphorical story, but it very much says, I think, about what Jesus wants us to really pay attention to in his word. But the first one is, and I'm going I'm to skip the very first metaphorical story, but the second one is about the man who goes on a journey and he entrusts, he entrusts his servants with the property, and he gives, and he gives to each one of the servants differing amounts of money uh, to, to manage while he's gone. And the story plays out. It's the story of the talents, if you, if you know that story. And each one of the servants does different things with the talents that they've been giving. This is money here, but we often make that metaphorical in terms of talents about all the gifts we've been given, all the way, all the things that God has given us to be able to use and, and work and do in, in the world. And very clearly in that story, Jesus is saying to use the gifts that God has given you. Don't just sit on them. Use, use those gifts in the way that they're intended to be used for God, to bless God. And when we bless God and we love God, we know that we, we bless our neighbor. And when we bless our neighbor, we bless our community. And when we bless, bless our community, we often bless our enemies as well. And so we can love them. And when, we, and when we bless all of those things, we're often blessing ourselves. And so I want you to think about that is that Jesus is saying, as you keep my word, I want you to use your gifts for the things of God. I want, to, I want you to use those things that I have given you. I want you to hone your skills. I want you to continue to learn and to grow and to, and to do things that, that give you great joy, but then are out there for, for God, for other people. Don't just get so focused on yourself that you forget that, that you're supposed to use your gifts. Don't just sit on them. I gave them to you for a reason. 
And so then he moves on to the story about the sheep and the goats, which is, there's lots of controversy about the story, and I don't want to get into the sheep and the goats thing. That's another, that's another sermon. But, but what he says here is he says, you who are being blessed by my father, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. I mean, those seem like pretty direct kinds of things. And if we want to take them in a more metaphorical direction, what we're really talking about is those who are struggling on the margins of society, struggling for food, struggling for shelter, struggling for acceptance. That the Christian church, the followers of Jesus, are supposed to be those people who are working on the margins, as we might say, to, to help people know who they are in God and to fulfill their basic needs. What Jesus is not saying here, in my opinion, is that we want to create some sort of codependency for people. We want people to be able to go back in that earlier passage of Matthew 25 because if you have a place to live and if you have adequate food and you know you're accepted, you can begin to use your gifts out in the community. You can find meaningful work. You can find ways to give of yourself. You can become, you know, much more part of the community and society in a much more regular way. And so there's a real, there's some real practical things here. Now we can disagree about how we get that done, but I think as a church, as followers of Jesus, those are the things that, that we need to be sort of checking ourselves on. Are we finding ways to do this in our communities? Who, who are those who are hungry, thirsty, without a home? Who, who feels like they're the stranger? How do we welcome them? How do, how do we do those sorts of things? And when we do that, when we do those things, that may not be very popular with other people. Because people who are on the margins, they're often on the margins of society because society has rejected them. Society has said, well, you're, you're, you're a little scary. You're, you're a little different. You, you aren't accepted. But we are supposed to be the ones, I believe, in following Jesus' words, who are to be working on those margins, who are to be seeking to live out Jesus' words to us. And it's hard work. It's, it's hard to think that way. For most of us, we feel, I think we feel like we're just, we're just trying to get along, you know? We're just, trying to, we're just trying to get our jobs done. We're just trying to make a living for ourselves and for our families. We're trying to do all, do all of these things. And yes, we, I, I believe we're called to do that. And, and for those of us who follow Jesus, we, we are called to be those who serve those on the margins, who draw people in, who don't have other places to go, to give people a home, to welcome the stranger. Again, not to, not to let people, you know, be inappropriate or, or any of those kinds of things, but to find a place where they can be safe, 
where they can find themselves, where they can hear a word from God that says to them, you are holy, you are valued, you are loved, and you have something to give back to the world. Imagine a world where every child knows that about themselves. Imagine a world where every family has a support system that, where they know that when, when things go sideways, they've got people around them to help bolster them and hold them up. Imagine a society where nobody feels like they are alone, out on their own. Imagine a community like that. I believe that's what we are called to be. But how do we remember all this stuff? How do we, just like, you know, your parents teaching or my parents teaching, it's, it's sort of a part of me, right? I mean, I, I end up, for better or worse, I end up saying things that my father said. Again, for better or worse, I end up saying things that my father said. I'm sure he'll listen to this sermon and wonder what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, I, they'll just come out of my mouth these things because they're just they're they're part of me and I think that's that's where in this passage from from John where it is it's almost it's John's um, Pentecost it's John it's where Jesus is talking well it's not the Pentecost but it's where Jesus is saying the Holy Spirit's coming and I'm gonna we're giving you the Holy Spirit to remind you of all that I've said to you to teach you and so it is a living breathing community we're talking about we're not just saying oh well we just go to the Bible and it's going to tell us exactly what to do in every situation no it is that the Holy Spirit and the community we need the Holy Spirit to help guide us in the community about what we're supposed to do and when. Because a congregation or, or an individual can't do everything, but we can do something, and we can do some things. And so just like this congregation, we, we've chosen some opportunities in mission and ministry right here in the building and, then, and also out in the community. We, we continue to discern if those are the things that God is asking us to do and how they help the hungry and the homeless and the lost, and the forgotten, and the lonely, and the hurting, and the sick. And sometimes that's you and me, right? Sometimes that's you and me. And that's those people that are out there who feel lost and alone, who don't know what it's like to have a community that cares for them in this way. And when we do those things, how, how, how do we begin to do those things? It's when we invite God to dwell with us. When we invite God and God's love to dwell with us. Because when the, God's love dwells with us, the Spirit dwells with us. And we begin to become that courageous community, that community of God's children that are reaching out to seek to bless the world with this message of Jesus. One that says, come and eat, come and drink, come and be welcomed, come and be part of something so that then you can use your talents and gifts to bless the world. So wherever you are in all of this, whether you're feeling lost and alone, whether you're feeling hungry or thirsty, or whether you're feeling homeless in, a, in more of a metaphorical sense, may the Spirit dwell with you. 
May God's love dwell with you. And may that spirit and that love within this congregation and within your faith then cause you to look at how we and how you can keep the words that Jesus taught us. Because when we keep the words that Jesus taught us, that's when love shows up. Amen.